Welcome to Good News being brought to you by Listening for Clues. We are Lauren Welch and John Shematek, deacons in the Episcopal Diocese of Maryland. We sure are. And today we're bringing you some good news from our special guest, the Reverend Dr. Brant Montgomery, who's the chaplain of St. James School and the vicar at St. Mark's Lappins. Brant has previously served at the Episcopal Church of the Ascension in Lafayette, Louisiana, as chaplain of Ascension Episcopal School from 2014 to 2017, and then as associate rector and all-school chaplain from 2017 to 2019. From 2012 to 2014, Father Montgomery was the curate at Canterbury Episcopal Chapel and Student Center at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Father Montgomery's scholarly interests lie in the areas of American religious history, Episcopal church history, the Oxford movement and Anglo-Catholicism, the civil rights movement, and practical theology. Wow, that's quite a breadth of uh, academic interest, Brad. Welcome. We're so glad to have you today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here and looking forward to this conversation. And thank you for having me on. We're really looking forward to our conversation together. Brandt, tell us um, about your uh, work as chaplain at St. James School. Well, um, being the chaplain of St. James School, I would say, is one of the greatest jobs um, that I have. Um, the other greatest job, I would say, now is being vicar of St. Uh, Mark's Lappins. Um, but being chaplain of St. James is a very interesting um, experience um, in that St. James School, we are a very unique boarding school. We were established here. Um, in Hagerstown, Maryland, we've been on the same plot of land since 1842. Um, and we were established primarily to help advance the principles of the Oxford movement among young children. And so our chapel um, routine every day pretty much keeps to that same model that our um, original founders kept. So we begin Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with 8 o'clock a.m. chapel every day, all the students all the faculty, all the administration, we are there together in the school chapel. And it's a wonderful experience to be able to be part of that. And in addition to all of my chapel duties, helping the headmaster lead those, um, I teach American history here at St. James. Um, I teach African-American history as well, a class which I started um, here um, at the school just this year. It was in its first run and it was very successful. So we're gonna do it again next year. Um, and I taught a little bit of modern European history um, for about a month toward the end of the school year. We had a faculty member who retired early, um, so they asked me to take one of his sections for the last month. And, um, and I did okay with it. <laughs> um, and I also am in charge of the service learning program here. So um, we have a service learning requirement for um, all of our students to graduate. So it's 15 hours for every year that they are enrolled here at St. James. And so for most students here at St. James, that is 60 um, because we have um, um, eighth to 12th graders or second through sixth formers, as we would say here, that have to in a way go through me in order to um, be sure that they graduate because I oversee all those hours, make sure that they're done. Um, so I have a lot of responsibilities here. I wear a lot of hats. And, and another thing that I do is that I co-chair with our associate head and academic dean 
um, our Faculty Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging Committee. And um, we've started a lot of good conversations um, among our student body about several different um, aspects of community life that we would like for them to um, address and to begin to think about in a very cool, calm, and collected way. How can we have respectful conversation among each other? And so it's been very good joy to be able to help lead in those initiatives here. So, um, but I would say just having the opportunity, most importantly, um, to be a priest in a boarding school aspect where the students, they live here, they live in community, um, being able to have those relationships with them outside of the classroom, um, like overseeing dorm duty one night a week, um, having um, seated meals with them in the refectory, um, going to their athletic games and supporting them, having my advisees over um, one night a week for like pizza that I fix or apple pie or something like that. And just just um, hanging out with them. That is where the real impact lies. And so I feel myself very blessed to be able to be a priest in this kind of environment. You know, that, that is great. So I was listening to you at the beginning, hearing about your academic uh, credentials and the courses that you're teaching at uh, St. James School. As you talked about that uh, a bit more, I was really beginning to realize the uh, relationships that you form with, I'm assuming, the other faculty as well as the yes, students. So, we, really, we, really are, we really are a collegial bunch, and we really emphasize that this really is a team effort. Um, we, we aren't just on our own. It takes all of us together to make this work. Yeah. You were talking about the diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. Uh, and you're bringing that to St. James, or you have started uh, to bring that. Could you describe that a little bit, how that journey has been and how that's going? Well, how the committee came about in the first place was um, in the summer of 2020, of course, we remember that was a summer where there was a lot of unfortunate racial strife going on in the country. We had, you know, the killings of Breonna Taylor, of Ahmaud Arbery. Um, it was just a lot of... Um, a lot of unfortunate racial things happening. And our headmaster here, Father Dunnan, um, who's going to be starting his 32nd year here next year, um, he wrote a letter to um, the community to say that, yes, we are very concerned about all the things that are happening here. And he wrote in that letter that we reinforce how we are very proud and very supportive of all of our students and our faculty of color here, and that they are loved and that they are respected. Um, and some of our younger alumni, they wrote a politeful letter back to Father Dunnan, open letter saying, you know, um, there were some experiences that were happening here um, among St. James that we felt really didn't honor the cultural heritage and traditions of a lot of our student bodies. So we encourage you, Father, to really evaluate how the school can be better. And so he wrote another open letter to saying, OK, yes, we we are going to do that. And so one of those initiatives was the creation of a faculty diversity committee. Um, and he asked me to um, be the chair of it. And then when our associate head came on that's here now, she joined me as co-chair. Um, and through that journey, we've been able to do a lot of important work here at St. James. Um, and we've been made sure to do is to explain to a lot of our you know, older alumni who perhaps may have had some concerns 
about us talking about this, how talking about issues of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, this actually goes along with the way of Jesus. Jesus has been doing this and talking about this uh, for a long, long, long time. And so basically this is part of the tradition of the church. And so they don't need to be concerned um, about that, about they don't want the tradition of the school changing and it's not changing. We're just going along with what has been the tradition of the church for a long time, just, just coming to the realization of that. And so we have done things like um, having these respectful conversations also in light of um, the 2024 presidential election coming up because um, when um, now former President Trump was um, running against Secretary Clinton um, for um, the presidency, apparently there were some issues that came up with that which the faculty were not equipped to deal with. And so remembering that and not wanting to go down that road again, we've been having these conversations. Um, we now have um, unisex bathrooms in several of our academic buildings um, here on campus. Um, we have a language policy, which um, allows for more of our international um, students to be able to have opportunities to speak their native language among themselves um, when they're not necessarily like in the classroom or in any other major community atmosphere. Because it's hard to be able to be an international student in an American school and having to you know, hear something translated in your head and then try to speak it out. And so that language policy makes it more open and um, more allowed in a way that a lot of our international students felt that they felt constrained for. I'm very happy about that. And we also um, came up with a diversity statement. Um, the first ever diversity statement that the school ever had ever. Um, and that was at the um, encouragement of our accrediting body at their last accreditation visit to us. They said, we, you really need to do this. And so the faculty diversity committee was charged with coming up with a draft of it. Um, the board of trustees tweaked it a little bit. And then what we have now, that is the diversity statement, but our committee helped bring about that. So there have been some things that have been very good, very well done, and that have been very well received. I'm very happy to say that. And a lot of work, it sounds like. And a lot of work. And I have a lot of good people on the diversity committee who are very good people to work with, and they really are committed to this. Um, and so St. James has really been doing a lot of good things, and it's on the way to being an even more diverse, equitable, inclusive, and belonging per place than it already has been. So, Brant, the students must have been really grateful to be able, for the first time, to speak their truth and, and know that they were going to be heard. All of it. That, uh, that sounds really um, wonderful. So was there anything that surprised you while you were uh, going through this process? I would just say, because um, well, I thought that we were going to have a little bit more blowback and pushback than we originally did, but actually we didn't. Um, and that just goes to show just what I've been seeing all along, especially from younger generations of people, younger um, generations of faculty, that they are yearning for the world to be a reflection of what it actually is, a very diverse, equitable, and inclusive place. Um, um, the Pew Research Center, I believe, came out with some statistics a couple of years ago um, that said that 49% of, of current um, children, like 7 to 18, 
49% of them around the world are racially not white. And so this generation coming up is very diverse. And so when it comes to talking about gradualism and wanting to, you know, get to certain things and everything like that, that's not going to fly with them. I mean, they want to be recognized for who they are now, and they don't want to wait for that. And I can understand that. I see that. And I recognize that um, in them. And so um, being that we haven't gotten a lot of, you know, blowback on what we've been trying to do, that shows that a lot of people recognize that here. And so that, that's been a very pleasant surprise to see. When we're talking to people, and one reason we really did want to uh, speak with you, Brand, is we're looking for people that are making a difference. And it sounds like you sure are making a significant difference in the lives of the students, um, no matter what what they are and who they are. So that, that's exactly. uh, that's great. That is actually and, and one of the gifts that St. James brings to Washington, because we're in Washington County, Maryland, here, and we've oftentimes been called the best kept secret in Washington County. Because oftentimes when I go into Hagerstown, into the town, and I tell them I'm the chaplain of St. James School um, and everything like that, they have no idea that the school has been here. And some of them are lifelong residents um, of Washington County, Maryland. Never even knew about the school. Um, and so one of the um, great things that I believe St. James offers is the strong diversity among our student body and in our faculty. Like among our students, um, this year we had, I believe, 30 international countries and 17 American states represented among our student body, 30 international countries. And, um, and so we, we really are, in my view, a pictorial image of what the kingdom of God really is. Um, and so not only are we Anglo-Catholic in our liturgical aspect here at St. James, but we are you know, Catholic in our makeup. So we really try to emphasize how we really, you know, um, embody the full expression of what Catholicity is. And among our student body, we have, of course, Christians here, but we also have a few Muslim students and we made allowance for them to celebrate Ramadan um, when that happened. Um, we have several Jewish students here. Uh, we've had Sikh students before. Uh, we've had Buddhist students. And never before have they felt that the school was forcing them to be any other way than what they were. And so that is um, a testament to how we really take Catholicity seriously. Well, that's that's impressive. I admit, I was surprised when I went out to the, uh, uh, might have been your Facebook page, uh, and saw some graduation pictures. And I thought, I had no idea. First of all, it was even co-ed. But then also to see the diversity this, uh, with all the different skin tones that were represented there, that was, that was very surprising to me. Right. And our students really enjoy being with each other. They yeah. really do. Because um, I'm, I'm right now, from what I understand, we have like 236 students right now coming into the school next year. So for us, that's a very good number. But with us being such a small student body, all the students get to know each other on a personal level. And in the classroom, we have um, enough numbers in our classroom where we can have a good relationship with each of our students. And so how we love each other is very genuine and it's good to be able to see that. Yeah, that's fantastic. So Brent, can I ask you uh, uh, just for a moment to think about what this experience has meant for you personally on your faith journey? How has it actually affected your heart or, or your understanding of your call to priesthood or your understanding of what 
our presiding bishop talks about the community of love. It sounds like you're embodying that. But what do you what what? How's this affecting you as a as a human being as a black priest? Oh oh oh! Yes, thank you very All much. All that. So um yes, well I went to an Episcopal school for one year when in, when I was in the seventh grade in my hometown, and um. um the reason I didn't go back was because all of my classmates, it was a small school, all of my classmates in the seventh grade, they had left the school, they had gone back. I wanted to go back, but um, the, my hometown priest at the time, he didn't want me to be in a grade by myself. And so he said, I recommend that, you know, Brant leave the school as a result of that. So, you know, he was really caring about me. I was mad as, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I understood where he was coming from. He did not want me to be in a forum by myself. So, but, but that seventh grade year in an Episcopal school really changed my life for the better. Um, it was where I was first introduced um, to the Anglican tradition, to the Episcopal church. Um, first time I experienced the liturgy um, as we do. And it really caused me to see God in a new light that I had not um, seen before. And so as a seventh grader, I was very much weird in that I loved going to chapel. I loved um, going to morning prayer in the morning. Um, I enjoyed the Eucharist. I loved the old hymns because it was feeding me in a way that I needed. And so um, I started attending the Episcopal Church because of that. Um, and so my hometown priest, after a while, he began to talk to me about, um, Brandon, have you thought about ordained ministry? And, and that's where I began um, thinking about it. And so as I was going through college, the call was, you know, um, still there with me over and over and over again to it after college. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I went through the ordination process in the Diocese of Alabama and they put me forward and, um, and the rest is history. And so now being here at St. James, this, which is now my second private school, but my third educational institution to serve as a priest it really shows me how important the church's schools are to the wider evangelistic um, outpost of the church. Um, and to, again, be able to have this opportunity to help spread the good news um, in an academic way to show, you know, how God truly is love for all people. And especially in a boarding school setting, it really has affected me in a very good way. Um, it has brought life to me um, and my priesthood in ways that I, it's hard to put into words sometimes, but um, it really is, is just a sheer joy um, to be able to do that and to have those deep conversations with students um, that when they're searching and when they're thinking, um, and especially here in a boarding school, um, when kids are away from home and we are basically um, functioning in loco parentis um, to these kids, you know, they begin to think about these things a little bit earlier than your, like say your college students um, mm -hmm. do. Um, and just to be able to have those experiences with them has been very joyous. And one of my great privileges um, that I get to do here at St. James in addition to all the other stuff that I've done is that I get to teach the confirmation class I'm here at St. James every year. Um, so this year we had 11 um, go through the class. Um, one of them even told me, you know, that felt real. That felt real. 
And, and that was and that was a fifth former, um, a junior here at St. James who told us that. And so experiencing that call and um, and having that call just really come out and be reinforced through my service here at St. James, it really lets me know I'm glad to be doing this. Um, I can't see myself doing anything else other than what I'm doing. It really gives me life and I'm humbled and proud beyond measure to be able to do it. And um, and you asked how this is, um, has affected me uh, as a black priest. Um, there have, um, at my previous school, um, before I came to St. James, um, there were some issues that I stepped into there that necessarily weren't good and that, you know, um, there were some times in which the students let me know in certain ways that they did not want me there. Uh, for example, um, very early on in my time, um, as I was walking to my office um, one morning, and this is again at my previous school, I had KKK literature mm. on my desk mm. um, found there. And, um, and that was a rattling experience. And when the rector at my previous church, when he found out about it, he said, Brant, you are fine. I'm glad that you're here. I've got your back. The church has got your back. We are glad that you are here. So he definitely supported me um, through that because I almost said, okay, okay, if they don't want me here, I will leave. Um, but he had my back. And um, a very good thing, you know, in connection to that, it was about a year ago now, I would say, I had um, the student who was one of the people that did that. He called me and he said, Father, that was one of the stupidest things I ever did in my life. Mm. It is, yeah, it has haunted me ever since. And I just had to call you and say, I'm sorry. And so, and, and he said that, you know, the way that I still loved him through all that remained with him. And so I would say as a black priest, that's one of the things that I've seen later on um, that hopefully I've been able to help you know, just other people see just the wide breadth and diversity and just the wideness of God's mercy, the wideness of God's love, the wideness of God's community. Um, and I just consider myself to be a priest of the church who just so happens to be black and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you are a gift to the church. You're a gift to the youth. You're a gift to all of us. I just, I'm so grateful for, uh, for everything you're doing. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And and so, but but my previous school and going through all that, it, it prepared me for um, my life here at St. James. And I've been very fortunate to be here. I've been here four years at St. James and next year will be my fifth year. And hopefully I'll be here for a good bit more to come. God willing. God willing. We hope you will be too, Brian. You have a wide variety of interests. Is there anything else you would like to share with us? Well, um, um, I really do, um, you know, I really do enjoy my academic ministry. I'm, I'm a church historian and um, I always tell my students when I, you know, teach my history classes that history, it is a story and it's a story with a purpose. Um, it is a story that we are meant to look at, to really seriously look at so that we could be better people ourselves so that when we look at our past, we can say, okay, well, these are good things that we can keep. These are some bad things we don't need to do again. And so it's very important that we remember our history. 
And in that, not only as a historian, but as a priest, I tried to just be able to do that among the young people and everybody here that, um, that I serve. Let us be mindful of who it is that we are, um, be mindful of whose we are, um, so that we can be the best people that God has yearned for us to be. Hmm. Hmm. Amen to that. So, um, Brant, I'm sure people will be interested in learning a little bit more about uh, St. James School and perhaps about St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Lappins. And so we'll uh, put in our show notes, there will be uh, internet uh, links, the URLs for both of those uh, in case people want to find out more. Or I assume they could uh, uh, contact you through email through one of those organizations. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be great. You may... Go ahead. Okay, guys, this was, was a one interesting thing um, I wanted to mention about St. Mark's and St. James. There is a connection there. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of churches, they found schools um, to be outgrowths of their, um, of their parish institutions. Um, St. Mark's Church is, it's, as far as I know, it is the only parish church in the Diocese of Maryland that was founded by a school. Ah. The College of St. James, which is now St. James School, it founded St. Mark's Church um, in the late 1840s to be um, kind of like the school's missionary outpost in this area um, of Washington County, Maryland. And um, over the years, there have been several St. James school clergy who have been the rectors um, and priests in charge of St. Mark's. And so um, me being the vicar of St. Mark's has been a way of kind of reestablishing that historic relationship between the school and the church. And so I'm very happy um, to be able to step back into parish ministry um, in, in a bit of a way and to be able to do that. And I, I'm, I'm loving it. That's great. And I'm sure there, you've been there, what, for about a month. I'm sure they're already- about a month. Yeah, they're probably already loving you, is my guess. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the love from them. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Brant, once again, thank you so much for spending time with us today. This has been a, just an amazing conversation. And thank you very much. Thank you both for, for having me. I've enjoyed it. Great. It was wonderful to have you, Brant. And John and I also want to thank all who are watching and listening. We cannot spread good news without your participation. Please take a moment to comment, like, and share on all your social media platforms. That will help us spread the good news to even more people. And again, thank you for the gift of your time with us today. Until next time, peace and blessings. Good News is being brought to you by Listening for Clues. You can find us on our website, listeningforclues.com, our YouTube channel, our Vimeo channel, and just about every podcast platform that there is. Hope to see you soon.